0: This to give Arsenal a 3-1 lead He scored them
1: all in the Premier League this season But he hasn't scored that one When it really mattered Misses the target our first stop is going to be in northeast of England where United messed up a two-goal lead in Europe and how they performed against Nottingham Forest as a bounce back. We had a roller rollercoaster uh,
2: weekend with unexpected results all over the place. I don't know, bro. <laughs> Nottingham Forest is uh, yeah, it's not the... Biggest thing right now, but such an awkward fixture in between like so many important games. Yeah, but important to win this. Picking up so many injuries midweek was just felt excruciating to watch. Just 90 minutes of football, just pain (laughs) after like a certain point of time.
1: It it almost felt
2: like the universe wanted
1: to give us back something in return for these injuries. Like all the other top four teams, like losing points. uh, A lot happened at the top of the table as well. Just getting these three points away from home. just. Being in third spot, clear of Newcastle, I think has been has been really good. I feel really good about like United's chances now in top four, especially knowing that like Tottenham drop points and Newcastle drop points. There's going to be it's still not over, but uh, I think we are in a decentish position. Hope that it doesn't bite us back in the ass, but
2: for now, I feel good overall decent week at least we haven't dropped uh, losing that 2-0 two lead, two lead at Sevilla was harsh but at least we didn't lose the game uh, only silver lining there and then you know how you finish your Nottingham Forest game is going to be what you do how you start your uh, Sevilla game midweek so definitely good momentum to take into that game even though a few downsides to the week Saksham what do
3: you think about the injury situation going on at United right now
0: it's terrible I have to watch Harry Maguire play round the clock every minute. You think that as a player, when you finish a game and you get a new one, you can restart. But this guy is basically continuing his shit form since he started playing shit, which has been like three years at least. Like the guy headed the ball in his own net against fucking Sevilla. Okay, I don't blame you for that. I don't know why it only happens to you. But come on, man. It's a new game now. Like, don't carry that momentum with you. He literally is pushing the whole team down. Tenth minute, I think he got the yellow card. Correct me if I'm wrong.
3: Like... Yeah. I feel like he kind of like invites all this shit to himself. It just always arrives to him, all these like funny situations.
0: So there is no silver lining when you're meme material like that. Like we have meme material back of the pitch and front of the pitch. Like by Wechhorst in 20 minutes and Harry Maguire in 90. Like, dude, I mean, what am I watching here?
3: It's <laughs> Why have you pulled a photo of Bruno Sandra? Like, <laughs> Put me on. <laughs> Put me I like how.
4: I like how you guys are speaking <laughs> less about who's out and more about who's in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> dude, I the think suspended for the next game, right? To, uh, against Sevilla, so we can't play him there. I have no idea, dude. I think Saw will make a miraculous comeback at left center back with next. The Is role. there
3: any other center back? We have Phil Jones. Oh, oh no, dude! He's on, home.
2: on Zoom. <laughs> Is
3: on, he still there? there? Still there?
4: Like, like does he train man.
3: with the team? Like,
4: yeah. Is he technically available? I mean... Not, no, he's
2: not available. Apparently, like, he's just going to run down his contract and just going to do his trainings on Zoom. And Ten Hag's like, okay, fuck off. <laughs> trainings
3: on Zoom? <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. Man, uh, Nihal, just... what happened to the butcher, bro? The butcher got butched. Dude, <laughs> like, there was no one around him. I was thinking, what is this guy doing? Is he wasting time? Like, what is happening? And I, I really didn't like that, like, two Sevilla Argentine players carried him <laughs> off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought it was a sign of respect. They just wanted to move. <laughs> yeah, faster. they were like
3: fucking fast, bro. We need to score a goal, and they did.
1: <laughs> and uh, Eric Ten Hag, he he used all of his subs with like seven minutes to go. At least keep one, like hold one behind. I don't get it. Like I, the thing is, Eric Ten Hag does this very often. Like switches out all three attacking players for three new attacking players. But that day against Sevilla. He subbed out Anthony, Bruno, and uh, Sancho, I believe. For Elanga, Woot and Pelestry. Like like what you're not making good substitutions at this point. Like if you want to these guys haven't had that much of a game time. If you want to face them and pull one after the other, don't just swap out that entire attack for something else. And uh, the, it... it's the two dropping 2-0 goal leads like irks me. And I think you guys as Arsenal fans can feel this now. Two week, two game weeks in a row. But in in it's weird, dude. Like you don't rile up opposite players. Like Anthony was doing that weird trick that he did against Sherif. Remember on the on the pitch? And then he riled up the Sevilla players. They got so agitated. It's it's like it was he was on his training ground. Like, don't do that shit, just be professional. We wanted this. We wanted that two-nil two-nil cushion so that we can have an easy next week before we play Brighton semi-finals, Tottenham midweek, and I think we have another important game the on the on the weekend as well. So like there are tough fixtures coming in. You have two two-nil goal lead. You have to close it out. You can't. I've never in my lifetime see us concede two goals in the last five minutes at Old Trafford. This is not acceptable.
0: Man, we need to call out also Malasia. He fucked up. Like, Malasia just went brain farted for the last 20 minutes, bro. Like, what are you doing, man? Literally, the guy was behind his ass and he just gave him the ball, let him shoot. And let's be honest, like, both the goals were shit. Like, typical Sevilla doing Sevilla things in Europa League. Both the goals were, I think, own goals, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, both own Second,
0: both. yeah, second was the Maguire special. Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> it was just shit. Like... Dude, dominated he. <laughs> the game should have been 40-0 in like 70 minutes what how what happened there man
2: Dude, he had it brought onto the post today nottingham forest like my heartbeat just skipped for one second there's <laughs> just watching it just hit the post like despair in yeah. his eyes
1: of all harry Maguire errors i think i could be less forgiving for that own goal saksham i know you're salty about that own goal but like yeah. when i am Everything, all forgiveness for the guy. I forgive
0: him, but stop playing for the club. Like seriously, man. Let's we need to find a way out for this. We can't accept this, man. It's simply not good enough. Like but bro, man, it's Eighty millions
4: involved. Eighty millions
0: yeah, exactly. involved. I mean, exactly, bro. Can't. It's the bullshit around him. The memes around him. It's already he's a cult figure, bro, for all the wrong reasons. We can't accept that in the club. Like oh.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, even some of the times, whenever he, he scores an own goal, it's not even his fault. But then you have to ask
3: the question why does it keep happening to him? Yeah, you all have to, like, bear with him for, like, a couple more weeks, and especially, like, this run in which is coming. He's going mm-hmm. to be happy because uh, I think Varan is injured for how long? Probably. Varan is
0: made of glass, bro. I never trust that guy anytime, whenever he's available, also. When he's available, it means 70 minutes. You have to now smartly play him for 70 minutes and then there is a good chance that he will take a break for a couple of games. It's
3: just the kind of player he is. Uh, Nihal, what do you think? Bruno today was pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, I think he was outstanding. Like, he was doing everything. Like, all the attack was flowing through him. Um, I think it was a blessing in disguise that, like, Sabitsa got injured because Ericsson got, like, a full game under his belt and he was he was really good. Like, this was... Coming, starting a game after January and slotting in so perfectly next to Casemiro. He, that midfield engine, like this is what we were missing for the last two, three months, ever since he got injured. It, it, he, he fit in very seamlessly and it released Bruno up front. Without Rashford, I think someone had to step up and Bruno was taking a lot of shots and a lot of good chances too. He hit the post once. He forced like insane saves from Keelan Awaz. Um And credit where credit's due, Anthony was outstanding today too. Down the down the right, he was terrorizing. The only complaint that I have with this dude is, does he not have a right foot? Like he dribbles with his left, he moves with his left. Anything like it's it feels like it's easy to prepare as a defender against him because almost no always he's gonna cut back, move onto his left, and try to either pass or that curl shot. His all his short short attempts have been that curler onto the far post. There's nothing else. I'm not seeing variety, but uh, outstanding today. Like he his link-up play was really good. He he was he affected the he did the he made the right passes in the final third. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Martial is still very fragile. Uh, Sachin, what do you think about Martial's performance today?
0: Man, hot and cold. Martial at Man United, that's how it is. He shows up for 90 minutes, um, max to max, 180 minutes at once, and then he will go just cold for the next six games. That's just how he is. It's, yeah, we need to push him out as well. It's been too long. <laughs> Saksham <laughs> is a root plan, right
4: here. <laughs> I agree with Saksham, right? As a club, you have to run it like a meritocracy, not a mediocracy like yeah. Chelsea or Spurs. You're not playing well, you should, you should be out.
0: Facts, bro. Like, I'm okay. I also want to add about uh, Jaden Sancho. Now we need to start talking. Jaden Sancho and Anthony, to a certain degree, he had a great game, but both of them cannot dribble anyone 1v1. I haven't seen them do a successful single dribble this season.
1: But to be fair, Saksham, like, is there a consistent dribbler in the Premier League? Don't you think Premier League is not that kind of league where you take on one-on-one. It's more... Uh, if I want to answer that, there are some like uh,
3: players in, like St. Maximum is there for Newcastle. Man,
0: yeah, I would be ah. one
3: for that. 1v1 Son- difference maker. Mitoma Son- right now is... Uh, Son. okay. Like, I, I, I'm just going recency bias right now. So, Mitoma is there making 1v1 differences. It's basically about making a difference. It's making the right choices mm-hmm. when you're coming one, 1v1 in, in the flag. Jack
0: Grealish. Grealish,
3: yeah, yeah. also Grealish is pulling through really well now. He's Bukayo
0: Saka, role.
3: Saka also again sort of different. Like what, uh, Nehal right now is talking about is that one on one complete ability to like take on and like get past your players. Saka is still not there. He would, his first instinct is to cut inside and like look for the players because that's what Arteta has taught like to uh, do that. But like one v one, Saint Maxim and Mitoma right now, um, Son. Used to Martinelli. do that. Martinelli, yeah, is more of that that yeah. player, but definitely more not. Salah. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> but um, we we like definitely not. <laughs> a lot of players, man.
4: So, I think Sancho is capable capable of doing that. I think maybe he's just not confident at the moment. I mean, look at Grealish. He didn't start out like that, and these it's days, been three
0: seasons, bro, three seasons, seventy mm. million. Like, come on, man. It's time, right? Mm. It's time to ask these questions. Like, okay, no, I'm not defending him.
4: I'm just pointing out that's probably why
1: not able to do it. it, it Mm. Maybe about confidence, but to to the comparison of Saka, I'd rather have United wingers be more adapted to the team style of play. Like, if we could pivot Sancho to be like a cut inside, look for the pass, rather than always taking on like. Uh, St. and Mitoma, they are no, with no respect to their, no disrespect to their teams, but they are still not in the great powerhouse teams yet. Yes, Newcastle having one of those seasons. I agree with Salah's last year. Like he took on one on one, Jack Grealish this year. But I think the way that our team is evolving, we do not need like those show, show pieces. Like, yes. I get it that there are not enough dribbles, not enough taking one-on-one, but I'd see more if I want him to improve in a certain way, there is definitely a lot of room for improvement. I'd rather him adapt to a style of play where, you know, he's a his, his lot more confident with his passes, like quick quick releases. That's not what I'm seeing, that there is a lot of confusion. Like even when Anthony first started... I believe that he was just going to the sideline, trying to like take on those players. And I think he cut that shit out and we are appreciating him for cutting that shit out and actually looking for those passes. So maybe mm-hmm. we are not the ty- kind of team anymore where we are relying on that wide wingers to go one-on-one and just... Do. We have Woot workhorse in the middle. Like even if they beat one-on-one, what are they going to do? Cut back to that guy, looking behind the goal and passing to the left back again. Like, what the fuck is happening? Today, today, he just
0: went on his knees, bro. He didn't even pass somebody nudged him and went on his knees man what a guy no but like i get you man i get you but the thing i'm saying is that you should have these options right now we as a team we are somewhere between a transition and a possession play team so we don't have a clear identity right once we have that clear identity that all of us are a possession it's a possession team so we start playing like a city or a barcelona and then it's okay we don't need to get it successful dribbles more. But at the moment, you need that extra dimension to your game as a winger, I feel. And both yeah, our yeah. wingers are at the moment not able to do that. So, yeah.
3: One of the topics which was really interesting to me was uh, how Man United are going to start playing next season. If they're going to start doing what Eric Tanhag has done at Ajax or basically what Saksham was referring to as like possession style of play. The one problem with this is uh, the age profile right now at United. They have Casemiro at 30... Um, Bruno almost going to be touching at 30, Ericsson again 30, David De Gea, 30.
0: Historically, let's be honest, and of course I'm a Man United fan, but Man United has not been a possession-based team, even in the best of times. Like, the way we win games, there is a style to it, but it's not possession play. And if I have to give my personal opinion on it, I'm also not the biggest fan because sometimes I find it a bit inefficient and tedious to watch. But that's a personal preference and I can understand if somebody likes it the other way. So, yeah, interestingly, I would actually expect United to always hold on to the transition play because we will get perhaps a great striker. I think that's something we really want. Somebody like a Harry Kane or an Ossiman. And combine that up with Rashford and Anthony as our first uh, starters. I think, and Bruno is also mastered basically that long ball along with Casemiro in the midfield. Ericsson provides that stability. So, yeah, I don't see us going the possession way through and through, to be
4: honest. Who Who would you guys prefer between Harry Kane and Ossiman?
2: Yeah, I think Harry Kander, just like how we're playing right now. uh, I, I, My vote goes for Harry Kander. Just so oh. much Premier League experience and I, just like the right profile. He's not a pacey guy. So even when he gets older, like, you know, he can link up players, help Bruno out and all these established players. Like he can last until like 35, 36 and he's just hitting 30. Uh, away in Rony's record. I think that's the kind of profile we need to get.
1: If it is a choice, Prayag, between upgrading my wingers or midfielder. I think to Neera's point, I'd focus more on midfielders because I think we have enough depth and skill, at least on paper, for on the wings, on either side of the wings. I'd probably try to bring some Frank De Jong or be ambitious and try to sign boots because... He doesn't want to come, bro. Man.
3: His wife doesn't want to live in Manchester. So sorry. Truths. <laughs> girlfriend. Girlfriend, girlfriend.
0: Barcelona, bro. Trust worse. me, I will... Uh... Trust me, man. Here in the Netherlands, once also in the UK, the weather I'm showing you guys, is always like this. It's yeah. gloomy, cloudy, rainy. Just like the cold winter night on stuff. Yeah.
3: Just like behind the refrigerator, how it looks, right? That's what Deheya's wife also said.
1: <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, Deheya knows he has to stay.
0: He's a hard guy man.
3: <laughs> yeah, hard
1: guy. it's either this or going and going to realities but we can spend all day speaking right. about United I want to take a trip down south to London where we had like a cracker of a London derby oh my god like I thought we fucked up leads. what's up Arsenal 15 minutes into the game and I'm thinking okay we can
4: catch up on goal difference and by the time the f- it's full time and I'm thinking like the title is over. Like it's too late now. People are saying that, you know, we are inexperienced and the squad is too young. But then it's like having your cake and eating it too. Because we've benefited from having such a young squad. That's why we've been playing like this with so much energy and
3: pressing the entire game. The start of the game, pretty good, pretty fast. 10 minutes in, everything looks good. Martinelli is, like, putting crosses inside. Uh, Jesus, is like, linking up play really, really well. Um, Odegaard scores. That's 2-0 up. Ben White is playing, pushing up really, really high. And then suddenly, just like the Anfield game, something happens in the middle of the game where everything gets a little bit more emotional. We give a give a penalty away. Um, the crowd gets a little bit more emotional. It was dead by then. Same as Anfield. Everything was dead. The crowd gets a little bit more emotional. West Ham start to think that they have something in the game and they just start putting pressure and Arsenal just like look lost. I don't want to blame them because this is the first time ever for like all almost all of these players to actually be in a title run-in. I don't think any of them previously or or now have ever been in a title run-in. So the pressure has to get to them for sure. Um, should have like killed the game but didn't do it. We can talk about in-game management as much as possible. But... Right now, everything just seems psychological rather than, you know, over-analyzing the game. Everything with to do with Arsenal uh, for the next eight games is going to be psychological than what we can perform on the pitch.
0: Yeah, I just want to get your view on this. Uh, do you think that Haaland has taken over Saka's head? What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, let's be honest, till now... If you look at the Premier League, the MVP was clearly Saka, right? If I asked you one month ago, it would have been Saka. But Haaland... Has I hope he's not
3: thinking off. like that. I hope like he doesn't uh, look at Twitter and like goal.com.
0: But the pen today was... Just, bro, one one yeah. meter from no, the No, definitely
3: yeah. feeling the pressure. That's what I'm saying. He's definitely feeling the pressure. So is like the rest of the team. But uh, I don't think the pen miss has anything to do with like him thinking about Haaland or anything. It's just... Yeah, like when Man City is uh, we don't have a Liverpool fan right now, but I'm pretty sure they have like major PTSD from the last three years of like this situation right now. Because like they just seem relentless. They just seem like like a fucking bull behind you. And they just belong at the top and you're just taking their place temporarily. That's the kind of feeling which I get constantly. It just feels like that. Uh, it feels like uh, you're just not supposed to be there. It's just Man City's thing that you're holding. Um, but... I don't know, man. Like, uh, no. I I've really hope for the sake of football that they lose the season. I know you guys don't. Like, I feel you, you bro, guys don't... bro. Trust me.
0: Trust me. <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. I like hope for knows.
3: your three-peat and for Sir Alex's achievements, you'd also want the same thing. Because trust me bro, next year if Bellingham goes to City, they're winning again and then we're, they're winning four in a row and that makes Alex Ferguson's achievement a little lower as time goes. And they might even win the treble this season. First of all Nirav, don't listen to Saksham.
4: He, he's just being a piece of shit. This is just Eric Fraudhag tactics. <laughs> and that was ludicrous. <laughs> no, I don't think Haaland is getting into Saka's voice. Come on man.
3: What the Saksham fuck is that? getting into my mind bro. That's what he's doing. <laughs>
2: Dude, I do want to agree with that point that you have said, right? In the middle of the game, like the tempo changed, like crowd got emotional. I think it has more to do with like where West Ham are, right? Like almost bottom of the league, like just three points of safety. And I don't know, they needed this performance. They needed, a, they needed to get a point out of this, but that's no excuse for Arsenal to to like switch off defensively, especially go, being, you know, being 2-0 up defensive mistakes. I asked you in, the, in our previous podcast if Saliba was going to be a big miss in these last run of games. And I don't know. May, I want to hear your thoughts on, you know, how you Bob, were defending. Today. Bob
3: Holding uh, has been very, like, okay. But uh, there are, like, certain elements, like, of calmness which he doesn't possess. But I think Zinchenko was a bigger miss. I don't know. A lot of Arsenal fans won't agree with it because they have sucked Katie's dick. But then I don't, I don't think... If you guys saw the game, if you're going to see the highlights, um, he only played at the same fucking position which Zinchenko plays and that is in the build up in the center of the pitch in midfield and he looked so fucking awkward there it it was like it, it's so weird imagine like i don't know Malassi or something just sitting in the middle in the in midfield it's he's just better. weird
1: trust yeah. me he's
0: better i think he will do a better job
1: he lost Bowen for the equalizer too right yeah, yeah. It, was, it was his man like uh, it was yeah. it was training ground shit, dude. The goal, the second yeah. goal. I yeah. it. he's not he's um, not
3: suited for that inverted fullback role. His strengths are like literally hug, uh, to hug the touchline and like be like a traditional left back who, who's like a powerhouse goes inside and crosses. But then this system requires, I don't know, requires that kind of like a left back role. So so that that was really weird to see him there. And Zinchenko was like a major miss. Zinchenko is probably our most important player. Like now I have to like think about it. What like whenever he's not been there, it's just the stability, technical stability hasn't been there. So that's fucking that was also unexpected. Just saw it today. Didn't even expect him not to start or anything. Um yeah, Saliba is also a miss. But then, dude, like, if you're, like, you shouldn't lose to West Ham, dude, regardless of, like, whoever the fuck is not there. You shouldn't concede two goals. Especially after the 10 minutes we had, dude. I had... I was going to leave the game. I was like, this is sorted. This is done. It's over. But I don't know. what the Fuck, bro. 10 minutes in, such domination. I thought it's going to be, like, the day where we actually finish up the goal difference. Do, like, a
1: peaceful 9 nil, Go to sleep peacefully. But... I, I want to bring in my resident London expert, Prayag. What would what would you what would you tell players like? Because we have seven more games left. Like you got to pitch off now.
4: Yeah, like if you look at the fact that we're starting these games really well, like going to 0 up, uh, it's that means that it's not about the mentality going into the game, right? It's about what happens after we concede that goal. So. I think maybe it's... like I don't want to blame Arteta, but I think it's more about uh, man management in the game. I mean, First, tell what you tell players, bro. Don't
3: tell us. Tell what you're going <laughs> to tell the players. How tell,
4: will you that's
3: motivate what I'm trying them? to say. There's nothing you yeah, can the tell ball them. Ball, like.
0: bro. Nothing you can tell them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, How are you going to motivate them? I'm not, a, I'm not a light bulb
4: person.
3: <laughs> so what are you going to say? I don't know, man. Like You can't be a manager, <laughs> bro. Next question, Nihal.
0: Can, can I ask a question?
3: Yeah, Perfect. go ahead. Keep it civil, bro.
0: I, <laughs> I haven't watched enough Arsenal games to pass a judgment on this guy. But to be honest, whenever I see this guy, I see errors. And it's... Wait, can I guess guy. who this guy
3: is? Uh, sorry, I already said it. What did you say? I didn't here.
0: Okay, then guess it.
3: Uh... Or do you say mistakes, right? Yeah. Are you talking about either your errors? Either you're talking about the, either you're talking about Jaka you're talking about Bozo. Bozo being uh, Magalas. Are you talking about Jaka? Second. About? Gabby.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like he, when I see too many errors, whenever I see him play. But yeah, I haven't seen enough of him. Do you think
4: he cuts it?
0: The thing is... I think
4: you're wrong, Saksham. I think you're wrong. Like, this was the case, the start of the season. He was making errors that actually led, led to us conceding goals. But apart from the recent goal, I don't think he's made any big mistakes. He might have made mistakes, but that didn't lead us to like
3: conceding goals. So he
0: gave the penalty, think, no? Yeah.
3: yeah. I'd but, have to, again, go see that penalty again. doubt that's a pen, but... uh, um, uh Honestly, like, he yeah, he's he's our best defender. Like, straight up, better. He's been better than Saliba too. Uh, in certain areas, he's been like, when like Zinchenko runs forward, he's the guy who like comes on the left, uh, center back position and like saves everyone's ass all the time. He handles everyone. He handled Salah this time last game so well. Um, but the problem is that when someone makes a mistake in this in the center mid area and the ball comes to the to the D he's he gets a little finicky and he does make those like last ditch tackles which kind of gives penalties he has been prone to that's why i call him bozo but uh like i i don't want to blame him bro he's, he's 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 most of the reason that we've had such low goals conceded and like he's he's really fucking good bro wouldn't like he's a he's a 70 80 million player at this point
4: yeah, I think I think Partey had a really bad game today, and I think he should have been taken off earlier. And even before that mistake that led to the goal, he made a similar mistake like maybe like two minutes before that. So I, he he had a horrible game, and I was surprised he wasn't taken off earlier because we actually have a pretty decent backup for this guy.
1: So uh, speaking of Partey, we this was my inhibition with him too. Like he goes missing in some of big moments. Did you? Think that Declan Rice looked like an Arsenal player to me today. Like he was good. You guys could probably bring him in for it's it maybe time to think about replacement for Thomas Party because for
3: sure, 100 percent He's the first guy you want to replace. Number one, inavailability, not available in the games most of the times. Number two, allegations. Don't want to deal with all that PR stuff. Get the fuck, get him the fuck out of the club. Uh don't want another green wood on our hands. Uh <laughs> Oh, don't we don't know. We, we, we don't. speak about. want to speak about, about that. About that. that. So, it'll come to the light. But basically, he if you Google, uh, he has. Uh, he's googling right now, fucker. He's. I don't want to give him this narrative, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nas gonna have the narrative. <laughs> this is all
4: speculation. I think he already
3: knows. He's just all speculation, bro. Fuck. He's just doing a show for the podcast. He already knows about it. It's all speculations, dude. Just always remember this. D- but D- anyway, D- I don't want to deal with any PR shit uh, for for party. Uh, he's just sometimes just too non-serious, bro. It's just sometimes too, you know. I've come to party sort of like situation. He's he sometimes he's just too chill out there, and he makes like some stupid decisions. So want want like a want someone like Rice, who's dead serious. He's younger. He's he's more hungry. He's, I don't know, something about Rice just like really, is really attractive, dude, to me. Like he's, for me, he's better than Bellingham. For me, he's, better, he's going to be better than Caicedo or any player. He's just, something about him, dude, just like belongs to in Arsenal, in that, in that position, in that midfield. And then get another number eight uh, that's all the, the changes that need to be made to this first 11, dude. Nothing else, honestly. Just the just party replacement, a number eight, and hopefully a right sided center back as a replacement to Saliba, and we don't have to play Rob holding. That's pretty much it.
2: What do you guys think about the substitutions today? Uh, especially Gabi G. Gabi G going out in between the game. I thought it was a wrong move. I was, I was hoping anybody. you didn't talk
3: about Arteta's in game management, bro. Because <laughs> it seems very suspect at this point. Like in these last two games, it's just been. Kind of suspect, man. I don't know. Triag, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, even a couple of months back, you know, if Reese Nelson didn't score that goal, we would have said something similar about him taking this guy off and that guy off. But at the same time, there are some obvious issues here. I mean, I just spoke about Arte earlier, and he should have been taken off earlier. And uh, I think Trossard maybe should have come on earlier as well. Every time he plays, he has a good, like he brings in a good result. So that's the only thing I have to say against Arteta at the moment. Because going into these games, we have the right mindset. We start the game really well. We score one or two goals, and it's about what happens after we concede that first goal. That seems to lead to a situation like this. Where we start the game thinking, you know, it's going to be five nil, six nil, and we
3: end the game, sort of conceding the title to Man City. It's unbelievable. Definitely have to, you uh, have to look into his in-game management in the, to like pay a better attention to it in the last eight games. And uh, April twenty-sixth now becomes fucking important, bro. It becomes like the game of the fucking season. It's, it's just to any result there just like kind of seals it. Anything that happens there is just way too important now. Like, that's what I didn't want. That game, I'd be shitting my pants. I don't know how I'm going to go through that game. But uh, that becomes like the game of the season, for sure.
1: Yeah, April 26th can't come at a better time. I think uh, the title race is heating up. But I want to take this bus to the northmost London. Let's talk about Newcastle and Aston Villa. I can't I can't put into words how happy I am with that result. (laughs) As (laughs) As a fan, Saksham, your thoughts? Let's go, man. Let's go, Aston
0: Villa. You gave it to us. You gave it also to Newcastle. I'm happy with that. I can live with that. It's okay. Like, you do it to three, you do it to four. Okay. Fair, Fair enough. Fair enough. Kudos to Una Emery. Kudos to a great weekend, man. It's nice to compete with like mediocre teams, I guess. We are the best <laughs> we are the best in that section, that's for sure. That was my takeaway for the weekend. We are dealing with shit. We cannot really give a fuck about the Premier League games anymore because they're gonna manage for themselves.
3: He just made it about himself again. <laughs> We're here to talk about Villa bro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another another striker probably on the market. Next, this time, Ollie Watkins, Vamsi. Too hot, Mm. man. Too hot. Too hot to handle at this point.
2: Did did you see the finished the one-touch laydown and, oh my God, Ollie Watkins. Just like, everyone's like on him. He's just shielding the ball, lays it down, chips it right into the goal. Like, Nick Pope is just like, he's there, but it beats him. So, I was like, what what a finish. Looks really hot right now. Two goals. uh, Jacob Ramsey also chipping in. Good cushioned see. header by
1: Watkins yeah. nice. dude I think that assist for me is the assist of the season for He's sure hanging hanging there CR seven wipes, like placing the ball perfectly like I think he had three defenders around him just hung in man. had had that presence of mind to like you know drop it down to the player like it's it was it was unbelievable and he had a goal chalked off it would have been three goals and an assist It was very tight. Like, dude, that game, Newcastle didn't show up. Like, I don't understand. And like, that dip after them riding so hot. Like, last week, even the last weekend against Brentford, they did really well. They were one down. I thought half-time they'll switch on. But immediately after half-time, Unai hits them again. Like, they Villa kept coming. I think there's another team in the mix now for top six. Prayag, what do you think? Resident London expert. What do you think about another London-based <laughs> top six contender?
4: Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm happy that... I hope that they finish above autumn along with Brighton. And... Yeah, I mean...
1: They're,
4: they're in not
3: in London, london.
4: It, They're not in London. Ashton, Birmingham. London.
3: london Birmingham. Birmingham is... Okay, whatever. Sorry for interrupting. I just was curious. The Birmingham is not in London, but sure. Go ahead. Yeah, as
4: yeah, an Arsenal awesome fan, I, like, I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy that they're doing well because even though Naiburi had departed the club, you know, in a pretty bad situation, I, I, as a, as an Arsenal awesome fan, I think we still appreciate him for how he managed certain things and how he gave opportunities to a lot of young players. So. It's nice yeah. to see him
3: doing well. he's nice. he was a really nice guy, man. Very nice man.
4: Yeah, so for sure.
1: can't feel, yeah. can't feel yeah.
3: bad for him. And, and he was treated really badly also, like by the press because of the mm. evening shit. british So probably. because of his uh, English and everything, and he came to my college, to our college, to UMD, and we I met oh. him. So that's uh, wow. so the connection. I asked him also if he's gonna sign guarantee or <laughs> something <laughs> like this. So. I have a deep connection with him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Man, nice guy with a strong CV, Unai Emery. Let's not forget that he he has won more Europa Leagues than anyone else, right? He even managed PSG like when they were peaks, PSG. So, yeah, the guy is he, not a joke, man.
4: He called out PSG like three, four years back for what they were. And, mm. you know, we can see the reality right now with Mbappe and what he's doing over there.
3: But, like, uh, pretty big uh, jump from taking them uh, on when they were 17th, like, battling for relegation. And now they're fucking sixth, dude. They're going towards Europa League. I- imagine him just, like, m- getting them qualified. Asimov haven't qualified for the European Conference in so long. And he just, like, rolls in in a season and just takes them through and puts them sixth, gets them Europa League, and possibly, like, they become, like, one of the... Not one of the favourites, but then they have Unai Emery, so they're automatically one of the favourites for Europa League, right? Like, instant. He has that
0: aura in that competition. It's and the Sevilla
1: effect. He, he's he been flying under the radar. I really didn't think he was this close to, like, top six. Dude, whatever you do, you can't keep this guy out of Europa. He wants to play that Thursday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. fixture. for Champions League.
3: Qualifies for Champions League, wants to jump down to Europa ASAP.
0: <laughs> Is he the... Wolf? Is he... Did he also discover Saka, by the way?
3: Yeah. I mean, not discovered. We won't say that. But, like, he's the... Uh, I think, like, if you want to go more technical into it, Freddie Lundberg discovered Saka. And Paul mm-hmm. Muhammad Saka. But, uh, yeah, he gave the debuts. He got, like, the recommendation. He gave debuts to both Saka and Martinelli both. So, yeah, pretty good for pretty good bet for Arsenal. So, he bought Genduzi at that point of time when, like... Uh, no mm-hmm. one had heard of him like some 2-3 million and I mean, I consider uh, because other than his uh, psychological issues, I consider him to be a pretty good player. Starts of France mm-hmm. and everything. So, uh, yeah, Unai M D talent ID is pretty, pretty good. Um, and that Villarreal season out of nowhere comes in, beats uh,
0: United beats, in the final. Uh, in the final,
3: which I like to call the the 10 penalty final.
0: David, <laughs> I mean, cannot save his life
3: yeah <laughs> on a
0: penalty so bad
3: yeah but the uh, madness of like a, of a of a season he's having with aston villa and i don't know let's let's see what he what where they finish, but my bet is on at at least i th- i think they finished 7th for the conference league spots
1: nah bro they're going europa. The... Oh, they're going europa don't they're not going conference unai is going back to europa so you're
3: thinking uh, Tottenham dropout. Um, you think Tottenham come fifth? And uh, <laughs> Priyag is celebrating. <laughs> Chelsea come uh, seventh. Is that what you're saying? Chelsea you seventh? You don't think no. Brighton... seven? Sorry, not Chelsea seventh. I'm talking about uh, uh, Brighton coming seventh. You don't think Brighton yeah. uh, finish above Aston Villa?
1: Brighton has tougher run-in, I believe they have to face uh city they have to face united which is united not a tough run in but still <laughs> the way that they are Dude, they pulverize chelsea they pulverize chelsea so i'm scared of that team next week i think if you guys because you guys
3: ha- are going to have like uh, some tough fixtures you have united tottenham at uh, uh, white hart lane then you have then you have villa and then you have brighton fuck that's like those three games are like no, we'll see how it goes for that turning into from the European sports race to the the nothingness of 11 spot. Uh, Prayag, uh, what do you think about Todd Bolli's, Shishaw Chelsea? Spermden, all that stuff.
4: <laughs> I, I think you guys are going to be surprised about what I'm going to say. But I think they did okay against Madrid. Because I was expecting 4-0, 5-0, something like that. And they actually managed to keep it 2 0. And I think they did have a couple of chances as well, which is really surprising. So, all things considered, I think that's a good result for them. That's their situation right now, losing 2 0 to Madrid. <laughs> a good situation for them. And against Brighton, listen, it, it wasn't like the Wolves game because you're playing against Wolves and you couldn't even manage to string three passes together. That's how bad they were. Against Brighton, I mean, the Brighton were playing so well that you don't end up realizing how bad Chelsea is in that game. And I think that picture that's going around recently of uh, Todd Baldy having, like, I don't know, a conversation, or an argument with a couple of fans uh, that were seated above him. I mean, that just shows Chelsea's situation right now. And, you know, there's also that rumor going around that I mean, there's there's actually two rumors, all right? The first ones is that uh, James Corden uh, advised him to
0: buy players. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> Dude, they asked Frank Lampard back. <laughs> to, to get Lampard Yeah, yeah. To, to get Frank Lampard back. And think? the
4: second thing is, so apparently this guy was having dinner with James Corden and he's the guy who advised him to get Frank Lampard back instead of going for uh, Nagus Men <laughs> or someone else. And the second what thing is... Like and the second thing is apparently <laughs> Frank Lampard was in a Chelsea store when he got the call.
3: <laughs>
4: was in a Chelsea store. Yeah, yeah. When he got the call. This is so nice. Wow.
3: <laughs> he's
4: uh, too deep into the Chelsea cobweb. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I was just speaking to one of my Chelsea friends, so he he's telling me about this, and we were joking about you know he probably asked the guy like, "Can I get a discount on my hat or something
3: like that?" This is very, very, like, in line with the rumour where Todd, Todd Bowley told Tuchel that uh, you should field a 4-2-3 formation. So, <laughs> everything is slowly, steadily starting to make sense. No,
4: I I think now maybe we are going to hear less about specifically Todd Bowley's shit shows because he's going to take a step back. I guess, I think it must have got to his head because he this time around, he saw how frustrated the fans were. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, he bought two bills into this
3: thing, <laughs> he's... probably more than so that. He's... Uh, considering
0: all he's the no Roman, bro, I mean, to be he a Chelsea, no Roman, Abramovich.
1: to be a Chelsea fan must be so frustrating, right? Like, they haven't experienced this mediocrity in the last 20 years, they've always had like rose petals in front of them, they've always won something, finished in the top four, had a meaningful season, and When they spent the most, the irony, like, new owner came in, spent actually more than Roman did ever. And still struggling. Just uh, emphasizes, like, not just money, but you need structure to run a football club. And clearly, that's missing here. The thing is, with Chelsea, they've been doing these
4: weird transfers for a while now. But the thing is, when your owner is Putin's buddy, mafia boss, you know, Roman Abramovich. you're going to be scared. Like, you know, you have to perform. You don't know what's going to happen if you don't. (laughs) Now you have this clown for an owner. (laughs) And the club turns into a circus.
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: (laughs) No, because you guys should see them play. The only guy I I saw actually putting in some effort this time around was Mudrik. And, you know, probably because, you know... You know, he he doesn't want to go back to Ukraine with everything that's <laughs> happening. <Right. laughs> so he, you know you. yeah, Makes he has sense. that uh, of course I'm just kidding. But then the rest of the players they don't have that drive. Like they're not like going into it. They're just like, Okay, whatever. I'm I'm so surprised you see even Sterling playing like this, because he was actually all right at City. He had a pretty decent work right. rate and everything. And this is insane. I, I can't I don't
3: know how to explain it. But, Nihal, what do you think about the chances, which I hope happens, of Chelsea getting relegated? Because that will just be too fucking good, bro.
1: Oh, they're on 39 points, right? Like, one point from the... I've been waiting for them to get that one point, and that didn't happen in the last three games. Three so wins think...
3: since November.
1: Three wins since November. It's, it's Actually, looking... they're the worst team since November. The worst team, right? Yeah. They're like, right. they're, they're more rotten than Southampton that speaks volume. Like, that to be to be that bad. I don't think they're relegated. Uh, but honestly, I don't see them bouncing back next season as well. Even with a new manager. Uh, maybe not playing in Europe may be a good thing. But they have a really big squad. Like, big paychecks. I think they have 30-man squad. They can't even, like, put all the players on the UEFA sheet. Uh, for the Champions League like so I I don't know how they're going to manage this bloat without having enough games so it it looks pretty rough and as a manager like who would want to go there right now right like even these top managers they would probably be like shit there is a lot of thing that needs to trim down before I even go there and it's not attractive as well if you're not playing Europe Premier League itself is a pull but it, it, it looks bleak and I actually feel for Chelsea fans because they haven't been here. It's cyclical. balls, always cyclical this but it seems like, like the rock bottom. It, anything anything. it can't get worse than this.
3: Saksham, what do you think about uh, Felix? Do you think he's worth that uh, 70 million, 80 million what they're asked? Probably like Atletico is going to ask for.
0: Saucy bro. Proper sauce. No, nah, I, I think Felix is a real deal. Every time I see him even in the World Cup I saw him. I don't see enough Chelsea games because I have better things to do. But, uh, <laughs> Felix looks like the real deal. Like, the guy has pace. The guy can dribble. Okay, end product can be better. But he has played for Atletico Madrid. Like, that doesn't really help his ke- cause. When you play for fucking Cholo Samyone, and all he wants you to do is fucking drag back. So, no, nah, I think...
3: Atletico have scored the second most goals in La Liga after Felix left. Just bring it out there. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, they bought him for 120 million, right? Yeah, yeah, so let me just say one thing if a club purchases a player 120 million and then is in a situation where they loan him out, he is he's not okay, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, he's not playing well for Chelsea either, he's overrated, he's definitely
3: overrated. Um, Spurs bottling. Another another beautiful, beautiful day of like bottling, Tottenham bottling hot spurs. You know, before I was coming to this pod, I, w- I thought Arsenal's going to win, obviously. And I was going to very excitedly tell you guys that today is Saint Totteringham's day. What Saint Totteringham's day basically means is the day that Spurs are mathematically, it's impossible mathematically for them to finish above us. Uh, <laughs> but it did not happen, unfortunately. So it probably is going to happen next week. But, uh, yeah, they they fucking bottled it, man. They Danjuma scores at the death and then and then fucking Bournemouth come and score again. Bournemouth basically did to them what we did to Bournemouth. So it was very satisfying. What do you think, Nihal?
1: Yeah. It was it was a beautiful day to be a United fan, to be fair. Like Newcastle losing, Spurs losing, and them bottling in that epic proportion. Um I still I I I remember on the group chat, I was texting that like Tottenham and Lay goals is fucked up, and Richarlison almost scored third goal too, and ra- straight from the free, straight from the goal, I can't imagine how how disorganized they were. Like it's you are at home, you're playing like bottom feeder. Like what are you trying to do? like you you ch- you're trying to win the game, but there is absolutely no organization. The last goal, I think there was, it was it was one v one. Like where are the defenders? I don't, I, I, don't get it. Like it, it was one of the most straightforward plays from Bournemouth which yielded that winner. I think Tottenham fans are disappointed. I, it, it's not fair. Uh, it's not fair to be losing that game as a as a Tottenham fan. It's just, it's, it's, it's shit. They have to. I think dropping out of Champions League will be a good thing for them if they really want to be a serious club. Because I think they, I don't think they have too many chances to be a serious club anymore with Premier League uh, strengthening up, with Newcastle coming in, next year Chelsea... I don't think, bro. I think dropping out of the
3: Champions League is going to be pretty fucked up for them because they're going to stop getting the one thing... They've just spent so much on their stadium, but they need their revenue. Otherwise, they're fucked. They're not going to be able to compete, dude, at all. Like, like they, they're just becoming a banter club, like, minutes after minutes. You know what happened? He subs on... Stellini that dude, he subs on Davinson Sanchez at 39th minute. He takes him off at 57th minute. That's what happening in this club. And then the whole stadium is booing this guy. And he's literally almost to tears. It's it was the most funny moment ever. You guys should have seen that. Fuck dude. Like, and he's almost gonna stand. Like then Laurie is like telling in the in the post press conference that like uh, uh shouldn't have done this, like he's a loyal whatever player and all that stuff fucking just shambles bro the club right now just beautiful to see
0: who do you think would be a good manager for Tottenham I wouldn't like your views on that
3: Sam, Sam Alice in my opinion <laughs> Brendan Rodgers so plays good football doesn't end up winning in the end average, average. <laughs> I think Brendan Rodgers is kind of made for them like yeah. it's, it's a match
1: made in heaven <laughs> <I agree. laughs> They should take a leap of faith and probably get company because company turned on that Burnley Burnley always were like this traditional club. And I saw them playing the FA cup, they're very fluid. So maybe why I say it's a good thing that may, they might drop out champions league is that they won't have this hurricane dilemma anymore. He'll definitely leave. Sun will probably leave. They probably need to readjust their finances, keep their expectations low and they're not saying Tottenham day will happen again and again and again if they don't do something fundamentally different. Uh, so for their sake, I just hope that they go for a bold choice and not a big name like Conte Mourinho because that backfired for them. Now they just want to like, i mentioned this in the dawn of process managers. So maybe just go out there and get someone at the hard way. Company has a character. He can, he has, he's that big personality who'd gain people's respect. And without massive stars in the team, they could probably look at a decent rebuild.
3: I honestly uh, hope that company doesn't take that decision, like to go to Tottenham right now. I know it's like a much like however much fun I want to make of Tottenham, it's a much bigger club than Burnley. He's going to get much better tools, and there is no expectation. So even if he wins like a Carabao Cup, he'd be regarded as a fucking legend there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's a, it's a good shout to have. But then like he should stick to Burnley. Coming into the Premier League, uh, instead of like going at that club right now because that working with Daniel Levy, I don't think any any manager right now would like that situation. Or working with Todd Bowley, like these two people, they're probably like some the, uh, directors of football you don't want to work with at this point.
0: I'd like. Yeah, I think the biggest.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest tragedy here is that uh, Harry Kane, Ingenson, and Hugo Lori spent the peak of their careers in this first team. I mean, they could have gone on to win a lot of titles, you know, they could have had much better careers. And these three excellent players, and like, you know, they're going to realize what a big mistake they made staying in Tottenham. Do you really rate Lori that highly? No, but he's still, I mean, he won a World Cup. People do rate him highly. I i can't because I'm an Arsenal fan, but still, like, what I people think see. he's uh,
0: what they call a person who gets carried, man. Any goalkeeper is winning the World Cup with that French team. Let's be honest about that.
1: I see a lot of errors in his game.
3: A lot of question marks over his legacy, too. That's right.
1: But what's rotten will always stay rotten, and we'll see where this purse goes from here, but but I want to quickly take a stop at like a team which can't put a foot wrong at this point. And sadly for Arsenal fans, I have to touch this topic. City was Leicester. Holy shit, I really thought they were going to score another like 10 goals in that game. And they, they really took the foot off their gas at halftime, brought out Haaland. I thought that was really good game management from Pep because he understood that he needs Haaland in this season. Can't have him with any small niggling injuries. He's treating him well. I'm really impressed with his game management, with Haaland especially. Uh, but like, I want to hear from Arsenal fans. Like, Did you guys watch the game? What did you think of that? Watched a second? grand total How? of... Uh,
3: <laughs> a grand total of 30 minutes. As soon as uh, Haaland caught the second ban, I was like, okay, I'm out. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know that like Leicester scored. Like I woke up and I'm like, okay, fine, Leicester scored and then they had a better XG and everything. And I saw like they removed all these players. But too too easy, dude. That system that they're built right now with like the sort of like a three centre backs that they four centre backs that they play, like quick in transition, two two defensively stable, and then uh, creative uh, players in Grealish who can like link up with Haaland and then Haaland is just gonna finish anything on his plate. Um with like the confidence of his life right now, De Bruyne and Haaland forming that sort of like De Bruyne-Aguero partnership. Uh, it's looking just too good. It's just looking like nothing can stop. The only thing that can stop them is if a team is is in the filthiest low block ever. And that's what I'm expecting. Hopefully, someone like Everton, uh, Sean Dyes Everton, they go to Goodison. That's where like we had like a, a falter uh there. And I hope Brighton can, like, sort of knock them out of the park, which seems a little tough. But I don't know, man. This team seems better than any of their versions of City I've seen ever. Like, even the seventeen eighteen version version, there were Centurions. It seems better than that. That's what I'm going to say. Cool. Yeah, man. even
4: I was surprised that Nathan Ake and Akaji and all are playing so well. Like... When the season started out, I thought they were like really average buys and the fact that they struggled initially to uh, consistently and I think they uh, before this, before the last two months, I think they didn't win more than three games consecutively. So yeah, I'm really surprised by their
3: turnaround. Actually, I shouldn't be, but... (laughs) I still, am. You, sh- you weren't because you were very hopeful that they won't turn around. That's why, and then they just, they're just doing. They, it's just bringing us back to the not normalcy of Manchester City. And it's, it's What do you think, Sachin? Also, Sachin.
0: 47 goals, Haaland, It <laughs> fucked up, man. This is not. This is not cool, bro. 32 goals already. The record is broken, man. It's. Uh, he might even break the record. For- for the guys who have played more games, like more game seasons, something like that, I think he just needs four more. This guy is a freak,
3: dude. And you mean like the previous previous ones, like before World War whenever when the when they were no, like
0: forty six. No, games no like. I think no, dude. Andy Cole, I think he has thirty six, and yeah, if I'm not mistaken, she, and she, also Shearer Shearer. has yeah ninety yeah. two ninety uh, three.
3: Yeah, I think they from has the forty game season. Oh, from the forty two game season. Yeah, he probably has like forty yeah, goals. 42 I think games. yes. 36. No, I
0: think thirty-six or something. 36. Yeah, easy. So check it. I'm not sure. Easy.
3: In two games that's done. He's gonna reach in my prediction, he's gonna reach forty four goals for this Premier League season. Uh and that is just way too much. But it's so boring, dude. It's like he doesn't have the streets, bro, unfortunately. I'm sorry.
0: No streets. No streets are chasing that. Only mountains. It's (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up. Like, he's a monster, bro. The other day I was seeing what he eats, only livers and hearts and whatnot. What
3: what part of internet are you on, bro? (laughs) They are part of the internet. He drinks milk. He's been posing with a lot of milk uh, photos. That's what I'm seeing. Straight up, (laughs) whole milk. But, man, uh, just check,
0: check out his diet, man. He's eating pure livers and hearts of uh, cows. Because apparently that works well for him. And, hopefully he uh, gets salmonella.
3: Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Prague brings up a good point. Like, they were pretty average buys. Like, Ake, Akanji. They're all, like, role players. And it, it hurts as a United fan that, like, they never mess with their transfer targets. Like, never miss. I can't, I think someone put this in my head. I can't remember the last time city had a bad transfer. They've always been hitting. And I think it's also down to like coaching. It's about time. We realized I stop hating on him and be like, he's greatness I Think to turn Jack Grealish to turn. Ake, Akanji, like all these average players. I, I was surprised if Cole Palmer is the next big thing coming out of like city, uh, uh it's, it's one of it's the most up.
3: more yeah one of the interesting think Calvin yeah. Phillips wait considered. wait like let's wait uh, before he before we make a judgment on Calvin Phillips I, I think uh, we have to see him more he's been injured but one of the things good things that I've seen about Pep is that he always wants to learn I think that he takes a lot of uh things from other managers like it's it's quite interesting how he does that and he doesn't that that's the reason for his success that he he's not egoistic at all I feel like I think he's always seeing and he's always learning like this new system that he has I I feel like he's seen like managers like Deserbi and managers like uh Bielsa. he's seen other managers from all all leagues and like uh there's this manager Argentinian manager galardo I don't know if you guys know he's a, he's been the river plate manager for for over 10 years uh, he he implements this sort of a system where all the back four, all of them are strong defenders. So when you have like a transition, they're, they're always there. They always win the ball and they give it back to the attackers. So you have like silky attackers and you have like strong-ass defenders. That's the reason why he removed Cancelo and he removed Zinchenko because he doesn't need them anymore and, and he replaced them with John Stones and Ake. John Stones is playing right back. Ake is playing left back. Both strong defenders and really good on the ball. That's what like Arteta does with Ben White when he plays right back because he's at traditionally a centre-back. So these sort of like new things in football, Pep just like is always at the forefront of it. He catches it, he puts them uh, in his thing, uh, in his uh, season and he he's always there with the cutting edge. So I think that's the reason for his success.
0: And fucking geeky, freaky, bald dude needs to leave the Premier League. He has fucked it up. Like, since he joined the Premier League, it's been shit, man. It's just like okay, if City is not feeling it today, maybe we will win it. But you know that they are going to win it.
1: It's
3: second just... place is a win, bro. That's what second and place. And the way bro.
0: they start like beating people, bro, when they are in form, you just feel so disheartened about everything. Four zeros, five zeros, no mercy. Like there is no competition. John Stones is like hitting bangers all of a sudden. What the hell was that goal, man? I didn't know John Stones could shoot like that.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> Everyone's like full of fucking confidence right now, bro. They're, they're, they're just brimming with confidence. I just don't no, want to talk would, about Man City anymore, bro. Please. You
0: would think they would be feeling a bit of pressure. They have such a strong, on paper, a very difficult fixture list, right? They play Bayern München. Good game.
3: Smoke it's over. over. That game is over. It's finished. It's done out mm-hmm. there. It's over. Nothing is tough for them, bro. Can we stop talking about Man City, please? Fuck's <laughs> sakes! Like, I want this uh, team to just just not exist, bro. I didn't even give a shit about them till last season because I didn't have to do anything with them. They were there winning. I did not care. If the thing, the, be- the beautiful thing about Man City is that if you're not competing with them, you almost all fans, international fans like us, uh, who who don't particularly live in Manchester or London or England, we would want Man City to win leagues because there are no fans. So, there's no banter. So, it's perfect. Like, win all the fucking leagues you want. But when you're competing with them, it's just a different ball game. So, um, hopefully we can bring like a Liverpool fan and we all can, me, Prayak, can cry with him together and see what how we feel. Yeah, let's just hope that they, uh, they win the Champions League this year and Pep fucks off. Yeah, truly, truly, hoping for that and and for, uh, for Salmonella to Erling Haaland.
0: <laughs>
1: Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all very soon. Hopefully, we get more clarity on what's happening in the Premier League this time around next week when you tune back in. See you all. Take care.